Now, the conversation over the regulation of churches is continuing given the range of allegations church leaders are facing. Yesterday, the South African Council of Churches said any churches involved in corruption at the VBS Mutual Bank should be prosecuted. At the same time, Timothy Omotoso is facing rape charges for allegedly repeatedly abusing young female congregants at his church. Penyul Nguni, also known as the Snake Pastor, has most recently been feeding his congregants dog meat as communion, saying it can cure HIV among other illnesses. Policing expert Marcel van der Watt has undertaken a good deal of research in recent years to get to the bottom of crimes committed under the guise of Christian churches. He joins us now. Marcel, good evening to you and thank you so much for your time this evening. What are some of the crimes you've seen committed in the context of churches or places purporting to be churches? Mm, good afternoon, um, Joanne. So just a preface to, to the answer to that question. So I'm coming more from a practical perspective, but obviously the, the, over the past 16 years working with with organized crime. So mm-hmm. research not specific to churches. But I mean, you know, what has been very, very evident is that, uh, you know, churches often forms part of uh, multiple and overlapping um, criminal economies. And, uh, you know, churches is almost, you know, in many ways, almost the ideal uh, front for, uh, you know, a lot of untoward activities. You know, it, it has the state and the appearance of sanctity. You have very prominent, articulate, almost imposing, powerful leaders who are very charismatic, very persuasive, leading the church. And then, you know, miracles happen, um, very often staged. And a lot of vulnerable and gullible people, you know, huge attendances, huge memberships and, and people contributing money. So, you know, so that's why it's almost the ideal uh, catalyst yes. for, 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 um, for untoward activities and, and, and crimes. And, um, yeah, vulnerable, vulnerable people seeking answers and who are easily manipulated. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, have you seen incidents of money laundering in these organizations? Well, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of common uh, common knowledge, um, uh, 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 Joanne, especially now once again coming to my work with uh, Nigerian organized crime, is that there are churches that, I mean, just money laundering is the, 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 uh, the, um, the action of illicit proceeds of crime, which has been given the appearance of legitimacy by moving it to different channels and in order to conceal the original and illicit origins of it. So, yes, I mean, I've been in meetings in my work with, with, with the police where, um, where, where, where drug dealers would, uh, would, would pray for a, a great drug deal or they would pray over the underwear of uh, people that are trafficked persons in prostitution and the money generated from those activities would frequently be, be given to the church as a time. Wow. And, um, and in way, you know, where the church then legit, well, knowingly received these funds, and some of it goes over our borders in, in hard cash, and some of it is, is laundered in, in many other ways. You know, many of these churches have benevolent funds from which they then use the money to support uh, somebody in the church. I mean, we I know of uh, lawyers who's been paid massive retainer fees some of these drug dealers or a trafficker or a criminal, whatever the case may be, is found out. You know, you've got a lawyer on speed dial who's been paid these amounts of money to be available. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a convoluted um, mess often. And it doesn't 
uh, expose itself to be investigated reactively. I mean, these type of crimes, money laundering, financial crimes, often um, picked up through an, a predicate crime or a, a different investigation, mm. you know, so, uh, and that makes it very complex to unconceal, yeah. So, so you've spoken about the issue of human trafficking, uh, the, the cover for the drug trade. Uh, the, we know the Commission for the Promotion and P- Protection of Cultural, Religious and Linguistic Communities has been fighting quite hard to regulate religious institutions, Marcel, but their hands are seemingly tied. What is the best way of using the law to combat the kind of practices you've spoken about? Mm. Well, I think the, the first and foremost, yeah, uh, um, Joanne, I think is for us to understand. I mean, when we speak about the issue of abuse and exploitation, I'm just going to refer to the trafficking legislation. There's a, we've got a beautiful piece of legislation, human trafficking legislation. And part of the first chapter in our legislation, there's a definition of the abuse of a position of vulnerability. So when we deconstruct that definition, it means that when a person submits to any form of exploitation because they really believe they have no reasonable alternative to submit. Then it can come down to exploitation and trafficking and that vulnerabilities is often based on social circumstances, economic circumstances, amongst others. And those are usually the predisposed vulnerabilities which many of these churches exploit. So I think it's for the CRL to first and foremost understand what are the crimes that's being perpetrated and seamlessly finds a way into these congregations and then to respond accordingly. I mean, I'm not very familiar in terms of legislative pieces regulating churches or what may be proposed, but I think there's definitely a dialogue that needs to be had about these uh, about these things. I'm just going to use one example. Many of these churches popping up in a stagger- staggering volume are quote-unquote Christian churches. But when you go into the congregation and you understand how the organized crime element fits into that, then you quickly realize that there is religious syncretism or syncretic belief systems that's being practiced. Definitely not uh, uh, Christianity, but there's also juju rituals, these animist and oath-taking rituals happening in these churches, which confuses the congregants. It also stimulates an environment of fear and psychological coercion where people do not dare stand up and challenge authority. You know, so it's, it's, you know, it's a dialogue that we need to be have and people need to be educated on what are the crimes and how is it being perpetrated um, in a very subversive way. Thank you so much for your insight into that story. Marcel van der Vat is a policing expert.